Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello and welcome back once again to the long forgotten, but never quite gone, Three Stooges Throwback podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, The Three Stooges. This is episode 54, covering the short, Dutiful But Dumb. First things first, I use Wikipedia, IMDB, and threestooges.net. I've also incorporated takemeback.to and onthisday.com for historical bits as well as sometimes obscureactress.wordpress.com from time to time to find all the information for these episodes. Um, I'm watching them all from the Three Stooges account on YouTube. All one word, all lowercase, the Three Stooges. They're all in 1080p. I've read almost every book on the Stooges. I use my own brain to formulate opinions on these shorts while I also regurgitate the opinions of others. I'm not an expert on the Three Stooges. I am a knowledgeable fan. I make mistakes. I leave things out, but it's fine. Everything will be okay. I'll probably repeat myself 190 or more times before it's over. With that said, let's get on with the show. Dutiful but dumb has a runtime run of roughly 17 minutes. We shot over four days from August 1st, 1940, to August 5th, that's my dog, 1940, to August 5th, 1940, rather. It was released on March 21st, 1941. That's on the same day that Joe Lewis defends his heavyweight title against Abe Simon, knocking him out in the 13th round. This is Joe Lewis's 15th defense of the gold. Also on this day, Hattie McDaniel weds real estate mogul James Lloyd Crawford. She won the Oscar for Mammy in Gone with the Wind. She was the first black actress, Hattie McDaniel. So just 20 days before this, on March 1st, Timely Comics, which would become Marvel Comics, published Captain America number one. While on the day after the release of this short, on the 22nd of March, actor Jimmy Stewart is inducted into the Army, becoming the first major American star to become inducted into World War II. This one is produced by Del Lord and Hugh McCollum. Directed by Del Lord. Story and screenplay by Elwood Ullman. Mo, Larry, and Curly are the Stooges still. Let's go. We've got Vernon Dent as Wilson. Bud Jameson as the Sergeant. Fred Kelsey is the Colonel. We know all about Vernon Dent and Bud Jameson. But Fred Kelsey, he was in more than 400 movies from 1911 to 1958. These people were in so many movies. He played mostly cops. <laughs> uh, he did that to the point that in a 1943 Tex Avery cartoon, Who Killed Who? Kelsey is the cop that is caricatured. Edward Eddie Lawton is back again, this time as the Ray Machine operator. Chester Conklin was the waiter in 1913. He was... Uh, he saw several Mac Senate comedies on break from school. 
He went to uh, Keystone Studios and applied for a job. He was hired as a Keystone cop for $3 a day. Wow. He went on to work with Mabel Normand and Charlie Chaplin. He was very big in the silent era. And he made a moderate transition to talkies, mostly in bit parts like this. But, you know, hey, it's a living. Harry Semmels, he's the villager. He was the versatile character actor who was in 315 films between 1917 and 46 when he died of a sudden heart attack. Marjorie Dean is Mrs. DePoister. De De she was in 25 movies from 1937 to 43. She was an usherette at Grauman's Chinese Theater and was discovered there. Stanley Brown is Percival DePoister. Next to nothing there on Stanley Brown. He was married twice and died in 2001. He was in 135 pictures, but nothing, nothing more than that. Bruce Bennett is the soldier in the general's office. We remember him. He is, his real name was Herman Bricks. He was the silver medal shot put in 1928. He was in the movie The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. And he was always bitter about the fact that he got killed so soon. So we open on a crowd gathered and a headline. Percival de Poister elopes. And we cut to the office of Whack, the illustrated magazine. If it's a good picture, if it's out of Whack. Vernon Dent, he needs some new photographers, and Click, Clack, and Cluck are called in. Stanley Brown is depoister, and his new bride, Marjorie Dean, are hiding from his public. She asks, have you forgotten all your other wives? He says, yes, until alimony day. But today is Wednesday. So here comes Mo, Larry, and Curly with, they're on each other's shoulders with a real long coat. They put a camera through the opening above the door. I don't know why that, what that thing is called. There's like an opening above the door. It's called a transom. The camera extends through the transom. It looks like an elephant trunk. She sees it and screams, and they slam the transom, and the boys fall. Mo slams the camera on Larry's head. The boys are uh, pretty ruthless in their paparazzi ways. We cut to a scene of Curly and Mo in the dark room with headlamps on their head. This is an interesting-looking shot. It's different from a lot of other shots in these shorts. Can't put my finger on it, but it just looks... Anyway, they have a great little interaction. Mo asks what time it is. Curly's wearing three watches. This one is 10 minutes slow every two hours, and this one's been 20 minutes fast every four hours, and the one in the middle is broken at two o'clock. I take the 10 minutes from this one, I subtract it from the 20 minutes on this one, and divide it by two. He says, so what time is it? So Curly pulls out a clock from his pocket. It's 20 to four. He has another clock. So... Larry busts in. He can't find the negative. Curly is positive about the negative, but is negative about the positive. Mo asks him. Mo uh, attacks him and tries to drown Curly in the developer. The picture stuck to his face, and he's got the images all over his face when they peel it off. It's pretty good. We cut back to the office of Whack, and the boys have bust in the door. The pictures all fall like dominoes. Smack burning dent. The pictures are of Curly, who didn't wind the cam the camera. And they get fired. But Dent's assistant says that uh, they should use those those three guys to get the pictures of the secret ray in Vulgaria. Everyone else who has tried has been shot. So we won't lose much if, you know, these guys get shot. Vulgaria. The boys celebrate the news with Vulgaria, Vulgaria, Viva Vulgaria. Uh, and they run off like a bunch of idiots. Curly grabs the tripod on his way out. Knocks everything over again. 
So we cut to the Bulgarian frontier. No one, uh, no one wants to have their photos taken. The locals are all scared. We cut to Bud Jameson and a group of soldiers. Uh, they have a guy. He's about to be shot for taking pictures. The boys run up to the parade and uh, they take photos. The guards chase the, the Stooges and the guy, Harry Semmels, um, snaps a photo and runs off. The guards get their bayonets stuck in a wooden fence. Uh, the boys run. But turns out they have run right into the prison. The, they are uh, in front of the firing squad. He says, uh, how about a last request? Dude says, yeah. Curly says, a last smoke. And Curly pulls out a cigar that's about two feet long, starts puffing away on it. Cheech and Chong would have a similar prop about 40 years later. The clock moves uh, several hours forward. The guards are asleep. The boys are asleep too. So they've been passing this thing right now. They reprimand Curly for sleeping and tell him to get to puffing. If the stogie goes out there, I'll get shot. Uh, Larry and Moe put their mouths to Curly's ears. But then he inhales the cigar. Guards open fire. Uh, we see the boys running around with no heads and they run off. That seems like the ending, but it's only halfway through. I, it's, it's, I swear this is the ending to one of the, short, one, of, one of the shorts, though. I'll check. We cut back to Bulgaria, testing their new invisible ray. It shoots a gun, and the gun fires. Uh, they are alerted to spies on the ground, and they run off. The boys climb in the window. He says, look at the fancy gun. If we hired our cameras, we could take a picture. Curly sees the ray gun that stands in front of it. He says, I'll take your picture with this fancy camera. The ray gun shoots their belts off, and Larry and Moe's pants fall down. Curly says he hears footprints. I hear footprints. They hide. Moe's hides as a lamp. Curly is in the radio. The, curl the colonel comes in and pulls Moe's tie, and the light goes on. <laughs> Moe blows his light bulb out. That's a, a gag from, exact a gag from a Bugs Bunny cartoon. He's got the lampshade on his head. And the light goes anyway. Curly pulls his pan pipes and has a cymbal on his head playing music inside the radio. Then he does this uh, crazy newscast. And he hears, you know, they're talking outside. And he says, I wonder where they are. And he says, Curly says, inside the radio. They're not in here. He says, the last time I saw them, they were on east on Main Street. Maybe it was west. Matter of fact, it may not have even been Main Street. And it could have been three other guys. Curly runs and slides off a table and out the window. The guards look out. The boys trap them with the window down, you know, down on their neck. They slam the window down on them. Curly gives them the xylophone treatment on their heads. Uh, the boys come out in disguise as the colonel and his men. It's time to eat, so Larry and Moe take a table and Curly's at the bar. The barman puts a bottle in front of Curly. He opens it and it smokes. He's afraid to drink it. He drinks it. He spins around, does that, you know, his whole thing. He looks around and he takes a smaller sip. Then he takes a tiny taste and spins again. So they bring the soup out. Are these oysters fresh? We just dropped them in. <laughs> so uh, now comes the bit with Curly and the oysters. It's probably the best bit in the, in the short by far. He drops a cracker into the soup and it's eaten when he isn't looking. Again and again, the oyster eats the crack Curly's cracker. He's getting more and more frustrated. And then it chomps his spoon. Looks like a clam, even though it's oyster stew. He tries to part the soup and look into it. It cracks me up. Um, it clamps down on his finger. Curly has an idea. He will fish for it. He pulls some fishing string from his pocket and baits it with an oyster cracker. The pool of strings or the spool of string starts going like the fish is running. That's pretty funny. He covers the cracker in pepper and the oyster sneezes. 
It spits stew all over Curly. He pulls his pistol and shoots the bowl of stew, and everyone freaks out. The guards come running, and they walk out, holding the boys with bayonets through their trousers, slung over the guards' shoulders. The end. Hmm. That one's a, a, a up and down and short. So, uh, an adaptation of the oyster soup battle is featured in the Three Stooges video game, where players control Curly, who attempts to pick up and eat as many crackers from the oyster soup as possible before the oysters do. <laughs> <laughs> the gag was later performed by Moe in 1948's Shivering Sherlock's and Larry, who fights the lobster gumbo in 1954's Income Tax Sappy. The gag also appears in 1945 Abbott Costello film, Here, Co Here Come the Coeds. Hmm. The, uh, also, the scene, um, that scene with Curly uh, fighting the bull, and it is clam chowder, it's not oyster stew, although they say oyster stew in the short, so... Uh, it had to be stopped and restarted several times during filming. You can see the tassels on Curly's cap swinging and then stopping at various points. It had to be stopped and started several times because the crew members were laughing so loudly that uh, at Curly, and he was also breaking up laughing. So that's that's pretty good. When Curly's doing the bogus radio announcer, he uses his real voice, which kind of neat to hear. He's not he's not the high pitch Curly, you know. So the Stooges work for Whack Magazine, but the sign on their scooter reads Focus Magazine. At the three-minute mark, Curly shows Mo his oversized pocket watch, and it says 10 minutes to 4, and says it's 10 minutes to 4, but it clearly shows that it's 1.20. It's listed online as a goof, but I think it's a gag. He just no idea how to tell time. So he's got all his watches, and he still gets it wrong. I think that's, I don't think it's a goof. Amazingly, this may this one this gets a nine point three seven on Three Stooges Net, but uh, this may be one of my least favorite ones so far. It takes a long time to get to Vulgaria. Um, the story's all muddled in the beginning, with them being paparazzi and then being they should have stuck with one one story or the other. The laughs are too far, too few and far between. Excuse me. Um, the biggest laugh is the oyster stew scene. Curly kills it. He's very funny with his reactions. He pulls the gun and then slaps the stew. That's pretty funny. Poor Larry has almost nothing to do in this one. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Um, I think that's my lowest score so far. Um, Saved by the Bell, Flatfoot Stooges, and the Three Missing Links are all 7.5 or 7s. So that's the company for this short. Um, it's just too uneven. Eh. So they, you know, they can't all be home runs. So I know there's no timetable for this podcast. I don't skip, stick to a schedule. Um, I like doing it and I will get through all of the 190 shorts, all of the solos and all of the features eventually. Looking back at last year, I only had three episodes all year, one in January, one in March and one in July. And that's not that's not cool. So this year, I will make at least six. <laughs> um, I just graduated with my master's online, so I was taking up a bunch of time. Um, it was a rough year. I'm about halfway through my real estate class, so hopefully I'm about to start a, a new job. And so that'll free up a little time and make things a little less stressed so I can do a you know, podcast occasionally. So, um, yeah... Anyway, please just stick with the podcast, you know, whatever. It doesn't take any time to, and every now and then I'll put one out. So 
<laughs> subscribe so you don't miss out. <laughs> um, I would say make a podcast on Anchor, but it got bought by bought by Spotify Podcasts, so make a podcast on Spotify or whatever platform you can find that's free. Um, if you do, just look for the size that they archived episodes because it can become a problem. Anyway, please rate and review the show. Drop me a line if you have any comments or suggestions or whatever. Thank you for listening. I have been your chief knucklehead, Gabriel Russo, broadcasting from Stude Studio here at the back of the house. See you next time. Bye.